We're so glad you've joined us. Right now, it's Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she can seem so much larger than life. I mean, she gave birth to the Son of God. The Holy Spirit conceived the Lord Jesus in her womb. And just that right there can can maybe make it hard for us to relate to her. But think about it. Mary didn't do anything superhuman. She wasn't a superhero. God performed a miracle in her, of course. But she didn't do that. She just said yes to God. And so there's so much we can take from her life. And I think Mary can say to us, just like Paul says in the New Testament, follow me as I follow Christ. So let's learn from Mary. We have Dr. Marina Hoffman with us. She's a Bible and theology professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She's written a book, Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. And she's got a free Bible study video series to go with that at her website. You can order the book at her website and then watch the videos for free that go along with the Bible study at womeninthebible.info. So Marina, it's so great to have you on the show again. Been excited about this and the day is here. So just thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me again, Perry. It was wonderful to talk back a couple months ago and to share my testimony and to be on again to talk about God's faithfulness in the life of Mary is wonderful. So thank you so much for having me. You got it. So we're all familiar with the story of Mary. She's a part of Christian culture, but even secular culture. But, you know, Mary can seem so perfect and unrelatable. And of course, she gave birth to the perfect son of God. So how do we relate to perfect Mary, quote unquote? Right. It's funny that you say that, Perry, because I feel that way every time I see the iconic pictures of Mary. She does always look perfect. And moreover, she always has a halo. So it just emphasizes to me often how holy she is and so different from my life. But as I read her story more and more, I feel a kinship to her. And even from the beginning, this angel appearing to her changes everything. And I think we can all connect with that because our lives have changed so much in the last couple of years. And, you know, Perry, I often think that Mary had this vision of her future before the angel came. And I'm sure she had ideas and dreams and a vision of what her life would look like and the course it would take. And yet when the angel introduces a whole new path, she immediately accepts that call. And it's really beautiful to see her response. Yeah, she's just, here am I, Lord. Right. So what is it that makes Mary so special? And I think there are some key features of who she is that comes out through the story in Luke and even beyond the story of Christ's birth, which is, first of all, her faithfulness to God. We know she was a righteous person and she had obedience to the Lord. And that sounds so simple. It can be so hard, but it's also so simple just to know what God's plan is for our lives and to follow it in righteousness. And I think also she really shows faithfulness to the Lord and even a willingness to answer God's call. And you said this a minute ago, just the way she responds to the angel and is so willing to do what the angel calls her to do. And, you know, Perry, I think of many other people in Scripture who encounter the angel or God speaks to them. And what do they do? 
immediately they object and they doubt and then they ask for all kinds of signs, right? We all know the story of Gideon, give me a wet fleece and then a dry fleece. What does Mary do? She doesn't ask for a sign. She shows no doubt in God's ability. Her only concern is her own limitations. So she does say, how is this possible since I'm a virgin? But apart from her own self, she has no doubt that God is able to do the impossible. And it's really, I think, an inspiring picture of trust in God. So what I'm hearing you say is Mary was a special person in God's plan, but she was a broken person as well, like you and me. And yet in her brokenness... She was willing to just do the next right thing. She didn't do anything superhuman. She wasn't a superhero. She did the next right thing. Yeah, and that's so beautiful because it really reflects how she accomplished God's call on her life, didn't she? I mean, we all know to have a child, to bring a child into the world, to raise a child, it doesn't happen over a long time. It really happens one day at a time. And that's how Mary accomplishes her call. She does so much in her life, but there's a sense that it all boils down to the ordinary acts of parenting day by day, being faithful to that child, raising Jesus in the ways of God and exemplifying righteousness. And how incredible even to think that Mary had the opportunity to introduce Jesus to the ways of God and God's word as he grew. And it's it's so beautiful, Perry. And yet it's something we all can do, isn't it? With our own children, with the people in our lives of all ages to introduce them to God and God's ways. We don't have to be perfect to to do the will of the Lord, to follow God's way. You know, I like to say I'm I'm all in, but I'm not all put together. Mm. Yeah. And do we simply have the willingness, you know, and I think another thing, not just the willingness to follow God, but even the willingness to listen. You know, she listened to the angel and she pondered the words of the angel. And that's so beautiful too. I I think it characterizes Mary as a person of contemplation. And I think that's another point of inspiration for us today. Can we pause in the very busy aspects of life and all the things we have going and all the voices calling to us, right? That magnet, that our phone buzzing is in our life? Can we shut down all these sounds? Can we shut down the electronics and just stop and contemplate the word of God and allow God to speak to us and allow God to call us to a mission to the people in our lives? And I think that this idea of pondering the word of God is a beautiful inspiration, especially during this beautiful time of Christmas, which is so busy but there's also a sense of wonder and quietness to Christmas as we reflect on the coming of Christ. Yeah, and we need to get quiet to we need to get quiet to to hear from God, mm-hmm. to receive from God and to to know what he wants us to do. We we've got to get quiet. We've got to carve that space. Yeah, and I think it has great implications, not only for our faith, Perry, but for the lives of those around us. And I'll speak as a mom if I can, which is when I can quiet down and shut off all the electronics and be very present, not just with the Lord, but with my little three-year-old, what delight that brings her. She is so happy when she has mom's undivided attention. And the beauty is that we don't need to be running to Disneyland or anything else. We can simply be laying on the bed 
having a little nap, maybe reading a Bible story. And she is so happy. She's thoroughly delighted. So I think even looking beyond ourselves and say, we want to have a faith that includes contemplation and quietness and reflection. And then we want to give that presence to the people around us to truly listen to them, to be present in their life as a witness to what God is doing for them as well. Mary has this incredible call to bear Christ. And the angel says, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And the Holy One will be conceived within you. You know, that's amazing. That That's one of the greatest moments in the history of salvation. And yet, the same Holy Spirit that conceived Christ within Mary is giving birth to newness in us and through us. So beautiful. And Mary and what happens in her life is so incredible. And I think we can feel that Mary's life is so far and different from us. But I love that verse, Perry, because it's all possible, not because of Mary and Mary's righteousness and humility. It's all made possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as people of faith to know that God has given us that same Holy Spirit is life-changing. And you know, Perry, it's one of those truths that we know, but do we live day by day in the awareness that the Holy Spirit is within us and the power of the Holy Spirit is within us? And you know, can we wake up every day and say, today, Lord, amongst all the things I do and all my calendar events, I'm going to surrender myself to the Holy Spirit again. And Lord, work in me today and form me to Christ and fill me with the Holy Spirit. And I think living in that awareness, again, makes our ordinary days extraordinary, just like the life of Mary. She was a good person, but really it was not her goodness. It was the power of the Holy Spirit and how beautiful beautiful that God has extended that same spirit to us. Mm. Well, you're just causing me as you speak to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) You know, Mary's calling was just so earth shaking, you know, history shaking, such a phenomenal event. How can we relate to, to such a earth-shaking calling. Yeah, I think really sizing it up and saying, yes, what she did was incredible, and yet it was also accomplished in the day-to-day, and it reminds me about being formed in Christ, and we can have a huge vision for the future of all that God can do in us and all our dreams and ambitions to do something great for the Lord, but all that gets accomplished in the day-to-day, and that's how God works, doesn't he? He Mm -hmm. forms our character, and no one wants to hear it or think about it. So often that comes through trials and suffering and challenges. But, you know, all of these challenges we face, I believe, are opportunities for us to grow in God and how incredible that God gives us moments that seem so hard. And for some of us, we face things that seem impossible. And yet they're reminders for us that We serve a God of the impossible that actually and truly does more than we can imagine. And part of that 
is that we have this uncertain future. We have these impossible situations. And yet we say, God, we can't see the way, but you can make a way. And even beyond the path that we can imagine, God is able to do something great. And again, how beautiful when we look back on our life and see God's faithfulness. So I think being able to move forward day by day in the ordinary ins and outs of life and say, God, again, today, show me who you are. And hopefully that's in the times of blessings, but for the times of suffering that so many people are going through, I would like to say the encouragement that in the Bible, the people who suffer the greatest encounter God the greatest. There are many times, especially women, they face the impossible situation and yet God comes and appears to them. So it's a great encouragement to know when we're suffering, when we're facing the impossible, God will come in a mighty way and bring us through and develop our character and give us such a powerful testimony for others and for ourselves and knowledge of who he is and how he works. And maybe you're facing something impossible in your life, in your family. There is something impossible in our family. But this has happened to us. This has happened to us so that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. That's why I believe it's happened, to deepen our faith and our trust in the God of the impossible. Here's a passage for you. And for me, I'm taking this to heart. Ephesians 3.20, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Just occurs to me now that Mary, the mother of Jesus, whom we're talking about this morning with Marina Hoffman, she had a long obedience in the same direction. And that's a book that was written by Eugene Peterson, who brought us the message. But really, I mean, she was called to bear the Son of God, to bring the Son of God into the world. And she could have stopped right there and just said, man, I've done one of the greatest things. Well, the Lord's done through me one of the greatest things ever, the greatest thing out of her. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to, that's it. I don't need to do any more. But no, she continued to show that faithfulness, that obedience, that trust, that surrender all throughout her life. And we're going to get into that now with Marina Hoffman, a Bible and theology professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She is a great friend to Perry and Shauna Mornings. Just love Marina and what she brings. And she's got a woman in the Bible small group Bible study, which is Excellent. You can get it at her website, and there's a free Bible study video series at her website to go along with it at womeninthebible.info. So when we think of Mary, we think of the Christmas story, but, you know, she actually shows up quite often after the Christmas story. Yes, so we find Mary at the wedding in Cana, which a lot of people will know of, but do we really understand the massive impact Mary has in Jesus's life at that moment. 
Mary is the one who propels Jesus into his ministry. And it's so funny, Perry, this moment, because Jesus argues and says, no, it's not my time. But Mary wins because sure enough, in the next moment, Jesus does do a miracle, which launches his ministry. So it's a powerful moment of Mary's influence on Jesus's life and just how she was in tune with God and willing to speak into Jesus's life. So a powerful moment. But then she keeps appearing, Perry, the death of Christ, the resurrection, the ascension. And at this point, we say, well done, Mary. You have done everything the angel asked of you to bring Christ to the world. And does Mary return to the childhood dreams and visions for her life that she had? No, we have one last scene where we find Mary in the upper room with the apostles waiting for the Holy Spirit to come and to commission them to spread the ministry and message of Jesus to the ends of the earth. So there Mary is establishing the early church. What a powerful example of faithfulness and lifelong commitment to the call of God, and even we can say beyond the call of God. So always inspiring to me to think she gave so much. And as a result, her legacy is us today and the church, because she was one of the key people establishing the early church back in Acts. Mm. Hey, how have you come to relate to Mary, the mother of Jesus? And what does that look like for you? Well, Perry, when I think about the call on Mary's life, of course, it's to bear Christ. And we all know that she did so literally. But that was just one piece of her bearing Christ for all of us on earth. She brings Christ into the earth and she continues to bring the message of Jesus um, throughout her lifetime. And when I look at our lives as people of faith, I think we can connect with that calling as well. Of course, not to bear Christ literally, but can we bring Christ into this world through our actions, through our words, even through our decisions? Can we be people that reflect Christ so that others look at us and encounter the living God? And that's, I think, a high calling like Mary has, an almost impossible task without you know, the Lord's help. It's just a daily decision to say, today, Lord, fill me with your spirit, fill me with the fruits of the spirit, guide my ways and may all the people I encounter, the stranger at the store and the person I live with, the person in my neighborhood, help me to bear Christ, help me to speak the words of Jesus and do the actions of Jesus to draw others to you. So I think, Perry, the life of Mary in her calling is really an example for us as well. We can bear Christ. We can bring the message and mission of Jesus to our world. Mm. This thought has been coming to me recently that Paul expresses in one of his letters. You know, he's praying that Christ would be formed in this particular church that he's writing to, you know, that that Christ would be formed in us. And then, you know, as he is formed in us, we, we express him to our world. That's so beautiful, Perry. And it reminds me of one of my favorite verses, also to live as Christ. Mm. I mean, isn't that a powerful and overwhelming thought? And all the times that the New Testament refers to us being united with Christ and being one with Christ. And I think we can brush it off as a metaphor or maybe a verse we've heard so many times we don't stop and think about it. But what does it mean to be one with Christ, to be unified with Christ, to have 
have Christ living within us, to be formed by Christ. It's very powerful. And I think if we can, like Mary, contemplate and ponder these things and ask God to truly do this in us, not just in a metaphorical, theological sense, but Lord, may every word I say, may all of my actions truly reflect you. And I love that idea, Perry, of being formed. It takes a bit of pressure off, right? It's not that we have to arrive there today, but that we have to have the willingness for God to form us a little bit more into the image of Jesus day by day. I just find myself praying sometimes, not all the time and not a lot of the time, but just it, I guess it's the spirit that just brings it to my heart. Oh, Jesus be formed in me because you know, this, this following Jesus thing, it's a miracle. Um, It's Christ living in us and through us. And we can't be like Jesus on our own. We can't become like Jesus on our own. We can't try harder and become like Jesus. This is a work of the spirit and that we cooperate with for sure. But I think the number one way we cooperate with becoming like Jesus is through prayer. And prayer is, is me, at least for me, it's saying, Lord, I can't do this. And I got to be honest, you know, there are a lot of times I think I can do this. I can, I'm a, I am a, in the natural sense, I can do this kind of guy. But when it comes to real life change, I can't do this. And so that prayer, Christ be formed in me, is a prayer for Jesus to become more real in our lives, for us to see him more clearly, for, you know, the fruit of the Spirit to happen in our lives for us to become more and more beautiful like Jesus. That's a work of the spirit. And then that just, that pours out through us and people around us begin to see it. And so that's my prayer. That's my prayer for you and me. That's my prayer. May Christ be formed in us. I know God puts dreams in our heart for his kingdom, for his glory, for the sake of the world, but he doesn't give us the blueprint. He doesn't show us how we're going to get there. He just gives us light for the next step. Yeah, and sometimes that can be hard, isn't it? Because we want to control things. We want to prepare ahead, and there's certainly a place for planning, but how beautiful that we can also rest in God and say, Lord, we surrender our plans to you. So we'll go ahead and we'll trust that you're leading us. But ultimately, our deepest conviction is that our future is in your hands and you know our days and you have gone before us. And I think there's such a relief in that. And Perry, I remember the day a couple years after a car wreck I was in and I was all beat up. A couple years later, I had you know, recovered quite a bit. And I was sitting at the doctor's office after all these tests. And the doctor says to me that the chance of having a child was something like 0.00001. And that moment was horrible because I had tried so hard, Perry, everything I ate, getting exercise, I had tried so hard to be in optimal shape. And I realized that that number on the page meant that it was way out of my hands. This was a God-sized situation. And I faced the impossible situation. And 
after a moment of discouragement, I actually felt a burden lift and I felt so relieved because now I could leave it in God's hands and I would pray, but I was in a sense, Perry, less earnest. I could simply say, Lord, this is impossible. I give it to you completely and Lord do the impossible within me, but whatever the future holds, I know my life's in your hands. And I will add that in time I was so blessed because God did do the impossible and gave me a child. But, you know, no matter how much we long for something and no matter our dreams, it really comes down to God knowing what is best for us and guiding our days. We've really got to always be in that place of, Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this. You got to help me. Yeah, exactly. And it is a strong, strong person that says, Lord, I will trust you. And it's a person who has read God's word and knows who God is. God is in control. God is creator of heaven and earth. And so no matter what we face, God has got our lives in his hands. And to trust him is certainly a great moment of submission, but it's a moment of great strength and trust. And I think we can, again, turn to the Holy Spirit, even in that saying, Lord, give me the faith to trust in you and to know that you know what's best for me and you are able to make it happen. Take heart, my friend. The word of God, not one word of God for you will ever fail. Not one word of God from the from the scriptures will ever fail. We can trust his promises. We can cling to them. We can hold on when it seems like they're not coming true. When year after year after year, we don't see any change in a situation. God is eternal. His timetable is not ours. Not one word of God will fail. Take heart, my friend. Hey, we're talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus today, and what we can learn from her long obedience in the same direction. And we've got Marina Hoffman, a good friend of Perry and Shauna Mornings with us. She's a Bible and theology professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. You can find out all about Marina, and it's worth doing so. Womeninthebible.info. That's womeninthebible.info. So when the angel said to Mary, you're going to conceive a child even though you're a virgin, and he's going to be the king, the promised descendant of David, who's going to rule forever. And then the angel said to Mary, no word from God will ever fail. Uh, Talk about that. What a beautiful last statement of the angel. I believe we can take these words of the angels for us as well. The angel says no word of God will ever fail. So what can we do, Perry? I think we should dive into God's word, right? Learn the promises of God, discover who God is and how God acts in his word, and then take by faith that God is present in our lives in the same way. And God is acting today as he always has. So what an assurance, again, to live day by day in the promise that no word from God will ever fail. And I love, Perry, that that goes way beyond how we feel or even the future that we can come up with ourselves. We don't need to have all the answers. We can put our faith in God. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And that word of God that will never fail goes way beyond our lifetime. Amen. And 
you know, Mary had such an impact on generation after generation. And Perry, my hope and prayer is the same thing. If I'm willing to follow God and to live day by day in the power of the Holy Spirit, will God impact my child and the generations to come with the power of the Holy Spirit and the knowledge of who God is? Yes, I believe so. And I pray so every day. Thanks for listening to Perry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.